Hello everyone, Mike and Jody Cleveland with Setting Captives Free coming to you on our podcast today to talk about what, Jody? New Covenant Living. New Covenant Living. And we're going through Hebrews chapter 10 and what we're doing is not only glorying in the cross itself, but we're trying to apply the message of the cross to relationships. Right, well we just want... Um, what we've learned, you know, in our own lives, or I should say our learning, um, ever learning, in our own lives of how to operate in gospel love with each other, to be controlled by the love of Jesus, right, in our relationships with each other, with right. outsiders, with family, children, you Everybody. know, employers, enemies. Whatever. Yeah, enemies, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, we can live in gospel love with our enemies because our relationship is based on acceptance, not necessarily agreement. Right. right? And acceptance is deep and lasting and can take and make friendships for life. Agreement is cheap and it changes daily. So we uh, live in gospel love and acceptance uh, rather than necessarily agreement. But <clears throat> we left off in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4, and it said it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Uh, now we come to verse 5. We want to read verse 5. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. Right. And so look at this for a minute, and what is he talking about here? He said the, the blood of bulls and goats could not take away sins. Right. Therefore, Christ said, you gave me a body. Right. The implication, and it's what's going to be stated very plainly in just a minute, is the body of Jesus Christ took our sins right. and suffered under the penalty of them took the guilt of them on himself, thereby freeing us from them. And when he had that body hanging on the cross, he was specifically taking away sin. Thank you, Jesus. It's such a, a, a gift to realize that Jesus came into the world knowing that the body he was living in was going to be the once for all sacrifice. The final sacrifice. Right? Yeah. I mean, think about that. And what he said before this now becomes true. Right. Because in his body, he took away your sin. Right. You don't need to feel guilty for sin, verse 2. And he actually took it away from you, so you're cleansed once for all. Right? Made perfect. Yeah, made right. perfect. Right? right? Cleansed. Eternally. Once yeah. for all, the fountain of the cross was open. The flowing river, the blood of Jesus cleanses us. Remember that song that says, uh, The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And there may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. Right. Why? Because God prepared a body for his son. Right. And the Holy Spirit uh, came upon and overshadowed Mary and gave birth to a body, to Jesus himself, God in the flesh. And as that happened, that body was there for one specific reason. Many reasons, but one specific reason. To come and be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Yes, yes. It's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin, but it is 100% possible because it has been done. 
for Jesus Christ, his offering of his body to take away our sins. Right. Now, there's another implication in verse 6. We're talking about okay. gospel <laughs> implications here. Verse 6, you want to read that? With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. So what's the contrast and what's the implication? With Christ's death on the cross, God was pleased. Yes. This was, it, it pleased the Father to bruise him, oh, right? Right. Right? Oh. Uh-huh. And think about that, that statement, it pleased the Father to bruise his only son. Right. You, lo- you look at the cross and you see bruising and you know that God was pleased because why? It was going to accomplish our perfection, yes. our freedom, our rescue, our uh, guilt remover, our um, sin eradicator, all yep. the good and wonderful things that could not be achieved through the law and the system of offerings, bulls and goats and whatever, were, are now possible and completely fulfilled in Christ and his death on the cross and his resurrection. That's beautiful. Right? I love how you said that. so good. Yeah, I, I want us to think about relationships for a minute. Okay. God was pleased with the sacrifice of his son yeah. to take away our sin. Right. We should be too. Oh, 100%. We should not demand a pound of flesh. We mm. should be pleased with the 180 pounds of flesh that was hanging on the cross. Right. We should be pleased as God was pleased with the sacrifice of his son and not require more than that right. to accept others. Right. I, I think um, it is a, the only way we can get there, though, is for us ourselves to look at the cross and remember Yes. Every day because, boy, the flesh is really strong yes. sometimes. And it really can, um, I can't tell you how many times we've seen like maybe a, you know, a, um, a court setting where the person says, um, I know I'm supposed to forgive, but I just can't do right. it. And I think the reason that we struggle to forgive each other, the reason we want to shame and punish is because we have forgotten that we were not shamed and punished. Right. We've forgotten that God didn't treat us that way. Right. And our flesh, that is the way of the flesh. It is the deed of the flesh to want revenge. Yes. And God said, I have um, avenged myself. I have poured out my wrath on my son. Mm-hmm. Right? And you go free. When you put faith in Jesus and believe in his sacrifice on the cross to take away your sins and you rest in his finished work, God accepts you 100%. No penance or penance, not penance, penance (laughs) needed. Yes. No, no making it up to God. Oh, I'm sorry. I did that thing. So let me work extra hard. I'll go, you know, do something good deed for you, Jesus, and balance out that bad thing I did. Right. It's not like that. God is pleased to look on him. The song goes, because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. So God is pleased. God was satisfied with the death of his son to pardon all sinners, no matter what they've done, no matter the crime you've committed. Literally, 
Nothing is greater than the cross of Jesus Christ. You could have been a porn addict for years and committed adultery and you could have murdered someone. You could have lied all your life. Mm-hmm. You, you could have been a, a habitual gossiper. You, you could have committed sins that you can't even hardly bring yourself to think of. And the cross of Christ is greater. The blood of Jesus goes deeper than all of that and washes you white as snow. He took my place. He washed me white as snow. Therefore, I'm no no longer counted as sinful. I'm counted as perfect and righteous. And that's what it says in verse 7 and 8 and 9 and 10 in this passage in Hebrews Verse 7, he says, with burnt offerings and sin offerings, sorry, that's verse 6, you are not pleased. Then I said, here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I've come to do your will, my God. That tells us that the cross of Christ was the will of God. It pleased the father to bruise the son to free his sons and daughters. Yes. And Jesus came to do the will of God. Now, when it says, here I am, it's written about me in the scroll. Right. What does that tell us? Well, that it's written about in the Old Testament. Yes. It was prophesied. It was foretold in the Old Testament that Jesus would do this work. He would suffer and die for us. Before he was ever born. Right, it was right. written about Jesus in the scroll. the The gospel tells us Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. It was written about Him, about yes. Jesus, in the scroll. When you read Second Chronicles, look for Jesus. When you read Le- Leviticus, it's all about the sacrifice of Christ. Right. Because it Psalms was written and about Proverbs him. too, Ecclesiastes, all of it. You know, um, even when we read the minor prophets, many of them are so heavy with judgment, right? right. Um, and rightly so, right? But they all pointed forward to the cross, right. where God would ultimately pour out His judgment on Jesus, so that we could go free, friends. I want you to know today that at the cross of Christ, there's no victims and innocent parties. There's no guilty and, you know, ultimate um, uh, wicked person while the other people are innocent and and sinless. At the cross, we all are in need of mercy. All of us. And so... Level ground. That's true. And, you know, the cross provides whatever side of that equation you happen to be on on in the moment, right? So sometimes we're the person that sinned against. Sometimes we're the person that's doing the sinning, right? Yes. But whatever side of the equation that you're on at the moment, the cross meets that need. Amen. Because... By his wounds, we have been healed. Yes. So if you've been wounded by somebody, hurt by somebody, offended by somebody, the wounds of Jesus are for you in that moment. They are your healing. That's right? right. If you're the sinner, if you're the one that did the wounding, then you receive forgiveness and mercy and grace and, and, um, rescue. Right. Right. He's your city of refuge in that moment. Both parties get what they need. That's exactly right. That's beautiful. And I love the reference to city of refuge because that's where somebody could flee when they had done wrong. Right. (laughs) Jesus, the cross of Christ is our city of refuge. Right. We can flee to it. 
and uh, we have we who have done wrong can find safety and shelter right there because Jesus says nope I got that wrong too nope that's my wrong not yours right. give that to me it, I, he took it and he died with it right so then we're talking about here in Hebrews chapter 10 uh, verse 8 now you want to read that First, he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. Wow. So the law required it, but God wasn't pleased with it. Right. Because it pointed forward. Right. It was just a shadow. Just a shadow. And we don't live in the shadows. We live in the, the light. We don't live in the fantasies. We live in the reality. Yes. That Christ has come. That he's the fulfillment of the scroll. Yes. That he took a body on himself for the purpose of sacrificing it to remove your sin from you and make you holy. This is what he's going to say here in the next couple of verses. Verse 9, then he said, here I am. I've come to do your will. Look at this powerful phrase right here. Right. He sets aside the first. Mm. To establish the second. Right. The law was set aside because it was fulfilled. Right. All of it, all of the law was fulfilled and set aside and to make way for the new covenant, the new law, the new lawgiver. Jesus Christ himself came to give the law, the new covenant law. Right. And the old has been set aside because fulfilled for you. Yeah. God looks at you, Jody, and you, listener, as having fulfilled the old covenant. Mm-hmm. He looks at you as having been obedient all your life, as having lived in perfection. Right. As, as just as perfect as his son is, that's how you look wow. to God. Uh, put that in your pipe. Right. That just <laughs> blows my mind. I mean, I think... Um... Yeah, we just see the frailties of our minds in these moments because there's no way. I just can't comprehend. It's it's beyond my realm of experience to understand how God could see me as perfect. I know. I I know. Me too. Even if outwardly I might uh, be looking all right sometimes, my thoughts will sometimes plague the fire out of me mm. and just... To think that God, who knows every thought and deed, yeah. every action, whether it's seen or unseen, and He He sees me as perfect, yeah. as having lived that righteous life that Jesus lived. Come on. I just don't know a bigger miracle. <laughs> I, you know. So read verse, read verse 10. Okay. And tell me what you are. All right. And by that will... We have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Oh, I can't talk. You go ahead. (laughs) We're holy. We are. And, you know, to apply this to relationships, I view you as holy. You talk about your struggles. You talk about your thought struggles and all these things. And I have them too. We all do. But we are holy. Right. Because of the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Now, as you keep reading, if you get down to verse 14, you see what that holiness does to you. By one sacrifice, he's made perfect forever. 
those who are being made holy. So right. which is it? We are holy or we're being made holy? <laughs> it's both. It's both, It's that it? tension. We don't have to box it in. We can just accept that both are true. That's right. Holiness at the cross makes me want to live differently. It does. I want to live like my new identity is. Right. I have an identity as a holy man. That's, that's my identity. I <laughs> fail it often. Well. But it's what I want to live like. Right. Because it's what I've been made. Yes. Isn't that just powerful? It really, it's really so beautiful. When we can understand that our righteousness bank is completely filled. Yes. There is no falling short. There's never um, going to be a debt collector at our door. Right. Right. Exactly. Sin debt collector, I mean. And, and this is imperative for us to understand because um, if we understand this about ourselves, then we can relate to one another right. this way, um, knowing that, hey, God isn't a sin debt collector. He's not coming after me for sins I commit, mm-hmm. which are massive and innumerable probably. Um, why should I come after you mm-hmm. for some a small infraction in comparison. I'm not mm-hmm. saying there are some sins. Not making light of it. That are yeah, just they are. They're grievous, and and we're not talking, you know, like like you said, we're not making light of sin. But what we're saying is that in light of the gospel, we're mm-hmm. making much of the cross. Yes. We're making much of the sacrifice. Right. And in light of what Christ has done, it it it's wrong. Yes. It is just wrong for us to say, "Give me what you owe." Yeah. Give me back. Yeah. I demand it. And um, you know, it's like the parable of the unforgiving servant. That's right. right. Just um, he owed a great debt. It was forgiven, but he went out and found the guy that owed him just a little debt, and he was had him put in jail. Right. He was gonna uh, treat him as his sins deserved when he hadn't been treated as um, by the the king, the great debt that he uh, was forgiven. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's a great way to apply this passage in relationships, which is what we're doing, applying the new covenant in our relationships. Right. Um, and I'm going to close with this story. As we talk about a debt collector, okay. uh, there was a man who worked for a Christian ministry. The purpose of the ministry was to help the poor. Right. They gave him money to go to an apartment that was run down, lived in by an older lady who could not meet the monthly rent. She was several months in arrear. He took money and went to her house, knocked on the door once, twice, no answer, knocked on the door a third time, no answer, and he left. Later that week, he ran into her and he said, uh, you know, hey, I was at your at your uh, apartment the other day. And she said, oh, she said, I'm sorry. She said, I thought you were a debt collector. Right. Now, many of us, have closed our door to God because we thought he was demanding and requiring of us something. And what the gospel of Jesus Christ does is tells you not of something owed, but of your debt paid. Not of something you need to do to measure up and meet his requirements, but of what has been done for you, how your debt has been paid off. And you're free from it now. And I I can tell you a lot of people are staying away from church because they think they're going to go and hear a message of what has been 
what is required of them. Right, what in, they should be doing. Instead of, of hearing a message that's good news that tells of the debt paid off for them. And we want to be the messengers that come to you today that actually have God's message. Right. Good news. Good news <laughs> of your debt being paid off. Right. Because it says in verse 10, And by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Hallelujah.